Well, we know the power players in the Western Conference, but who's ready to take that next step? Today, we are taking a look at some breakout candidates for other teams across the Central Division. Who's ready to take that next step? Who's already a star that might be even in for bigger things in 2023? And who's a name you may not know this year, but you may definitely know them by the time the season's over. Somebody who may burn the Preds a couple of times. We're going to be looking at Central Division breakout candidates today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day and happy Friday. We made it to the end of the week. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com. I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. Oh, new, uh, new intro just dropped. New intro. Yep. The site will open or it will launch on Tuesday. Yay. Any, anything you want to plug on that? InsideThePreds.com, baby. Except yeah. not with the baby. But yeah, InsideThePreds.com. Be covering yeah. the Preds for Fan Nation. All right. Uh, also, I want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right. Today, we are looking at Central Division breakout candidates, mm-hmm. uh, individuals on each Central Division team um, that are ready to take that next step in the career now. Um, not every team has like, you know, a superstar under 23 or 25 Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So, um, and we, so we kind of interpreted breakout in a couple of different ways. Yes, it could mean that it could be like the next up and coming prospect who's going to burst onto the scene this year. Uh, it might mean a role player Mm -hmm. who maybe will step into a bigger role, have a little bit more of an importance on his team next year, or, it could be somebody who's already been deemed a pretty good player, a pretty reliable guy who may be in store for an even bigger year in 2022, 23. And, you know, for, for those people like that, hey, remember Nazem Kadri was in his 30s last year, was already Gosh, yeah. a pretty good player and went from a 50, 60 point player to a career high in the 80s. So. Yes. That's the kind of player that we are kind of talking about that we're looking for. Um, yeah. So yeah. so that's that's kind of how we judge breakout players in this one. Because, you know, hey, it's tough to look at that Colorado Blackhawks roster and be like, oh, yeah, that that's a breakout candidate. Right <laughs> there. Yeah, that I will say that there were a couple of these teams where I was like, OK, God bless just God bless the Chicago Blackhawks this season. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But yeah, some of these teams, you know, and you talked about Colorado, Colorado is, I don't understand how Colorado has done it because they lost these big name, you know, they lost some of these big name, big roster players, and they are still a terrifying roster going into next season. Like Colorado, they've, they've got something going on over there. Yeah. It's a little scary. 
They do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's probably why they're one of the best teams in the entire NHL. Yes. So, yep. Uh, kind of frightening. Um, okay, and let's let's go through a team that when you look at their roster and their prospect pool is a lot more interesting than I think people give them credit for. The Arizona Coyotes. Yes. Who's your candidate uh, for the Arizona Coyotes? Yeah, so Arizona Coyotes, they are really interesting. Um, of course, they lost Phil Kessel, which we just have to mention because what is a locked-on Predators without saying Phil Kessel? Um but Arizona really does have kind of an interesting roster coming through, coming up, coming through. Now, my breakout candidate is somebody who we saw this past season who had a really good season, but who I think got kind of a nice little new contract and a vote of confidence that may translate well onto the ice. And that is 25-year-old Lawson Kraus. Mm -hmm. So had a really good season, 65 games played, 20 goals, um, ended up with 34 points, by far his best season. So this is somebody who's definitely moving in the right direction, but the Coyotes signed him. They avoided going to arbitration with him and he got a five-year, $4.3 million contract. And I really think for him, what mattered was the vote of confidence. And you look at somebody, 20-goal scorer, that's that's terrific. I think this could be a really good year for Lawson Krause. So this is the player I'm keeping my eye on. I agree. I looked at Lawson Krause's game last year, um, especially down the stretch. And, you know, mm -hmm. he played, you know, he kind of evolved from that guy that just runs around, like, causing chaos, like, knocking people over and stuff like that, to actually a pretty good power for it and somebody who yes. kind of into his own uh, playing the puck around the net. So I like Lawson Krause. Mm -hmm. um, my pick was somebody, this might be tricky because, hey, I don't even know if he's going to play in the NHL next <laughs> season. Um, that's kind of make it tricky, but I'm going to go on a limb here. With mm -hmm. all the young talent the Coyotes have, um, right now their crown jewel might be Dylan Genther. Okay. Uh, there was a uh, the number nine overall pick, not in this past draft, but in the 2021 overall draft. Mm -hmm. uh, he, when he was drafted, a lot of people kind of thought, okay, he's sort of the like the diamond in the rough here a little bit. Maybe somebody who needs a little bit of time to develop. But um, he absolutely burst onto the scene of the WHL last year, despite already having uh, a couple good years. Uh, in 59 games with the Edmonton Oil Kings, 91 points, wow. 45 goals. Uh, and then in the playoffs, because he was uh, good buddies with um, uh, our good friend Luke Prokop. Love Luke. Team, uh, 16 games played, 13 goals. Wow. 16 games played, plus uh, eight assists. So this is a guy who can score. Mm -hmm. um, now, now, given that the fact he's got another year of junior eligibility and the Coyotes are in absolutely no rush to do anything, um, plus they already have, you know, some pretty decent prospects on the roster. We may not see Gunther this year, but he is gonna, probably going to be given a chance to compete for a spot right out of the gate at training camp. Mm -hmm. um, and I would not be surprised if the Coyotes were like, you know what, we're rebuilding um, we have this 5,000 seat arena that we're kind of getting laughed at for. And, and, you know, we need people to come here and kind of make this an interesting place to play. I would not be surprised um, to see him get a chance uh, to make the NHL. And if he does, 
I think he's got a chance to be kind of a, one of the more dynamic rookies in the league. I'm not predicting like anything like, you know, the like Lucas Raymond tier last year, but Hey, I mean, he can get like maybe a 40 goal season this year, double digit goals, double digit assists and kind of sneak into that tier of, you know, breakout players to watch. Yeah. And I think Nashville Predators fans can appreciate the, just the val- the fun value of watching one of these young players come in and kind of get their feet wet with NHL time because, you know, we watched last season with Phil Tomasino. And, you know, you just – it's a leap. It's always a leap when you move from league to league. It's a leap. But it, this is – I agree with you. I think that's a young player that would be very interesting to see him kind of make that transition, whether it happens this season, whether it happens a little bit further down the road. But, yeah, Arizona in general – I think it's going to be a really fun team to watch this season and not for the train wreck reason that I think a lot of people have, have kind of leaned on in previous seasons, but they, you know, they've got some things bubbling under the surface that could be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, when I, you know, everybody's like, Oh, the, the coyotes, they're a train wreck. Um, they're, they're not going to have like a lot of fun players to watch this year. Uh, they do. They actually have a mm-hmm. lot really fun up and coming prospects a couple of guys who played in the olympics last year uh so the coyotes should be fun and maybe not a train wreck yes speaking of of train wrecks and chicago blackhawks next team on the list oh Mm. this this was one that yeah Uh, I struggle with this one for quite some time. Yeah I'm gonna be really honest here everyone like spend a lot of time looking at the roster, spent a lot of time looking at some of their prospects. And in the end, in my notes, this is what I typed. And I typed it with love and good wishes for the Blackhawks. But I literally under Chicago typed, I got nothing. (laughs) That is the Chicago Blackhawks are going to be the train wreck to watch that the Arizona Coyotes are maybe not going to be this season a little bit. They're doing a whole thing. Like they're doing a whole different thing. They're, they're circling their wagons around a different campfire this season. And I got nothing, Nick. I'm just going to put it there. I got nothing. They're circling their wagons around the Connor Bedard campfire. That's the campfire. Mm. That yes. Yes. For real. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This, this is what I struggled with um, because mm-hmm. I looked through you know, I, I really want to say somebody like Boris Kachuk or, or um, Taylor Radish, like one of those like new younger players I had. But it's just like I don't see anything like really about their game that just blows me away. And so the the breakout candidate I went with, just because at least he kind of has a history of having decent seasons before, is Max Domi. Yes. Yeah, that's of, not – yeah who was kind of their star free agent signing um, this past year. And, and look, you know, Max Domi has kind of had an interesting career. He had 72 points with the Habs, uh, the, you know, the last full season before the lockout. Um, and then never really followed up on that. Mm-hmm. He got traded to the, to the blue jackets uh, in, in the Josh Anderson trade and, that didn't really pan out. He kind of became more of a, of a role guy there. Um, you know, just sort of floundered 32 points was, was his high with them. Um, he had 39 last year after he got traded to Carolina and that sort of kind of restarted uh, his depth fire. And I look at, I look at in 
Chicago, and he's going to wind up probably being a, a top six forward. Mm-hmm. He's going to get more opportunities to score. And so, yeah, from that end point, you know, maybe Max Domi can go back to being like a 50 point player or something like that. Um, you know, does that count as a breakout considering he's been around the league, you know, not in the traditional sense, but I, I think Max Domi is going to be breakout in the sense that he is going to have a much better year this year than he did in the past couple of years. Yes. I think we can extend the parameters to include that when we're talking about the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. He's, he's like the, it, it'll be like the Dylan Strom uh, effect mm-hmm. where all of a sudden yeah. star player. I I affirm that selection a hundred percent. Bless good, Chicago. Good. Yeah. Uh, more breakout candidates to get to in a second, but first reminder again, uh, today's show brought to you by betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. I hope everybody liked the official start of college football last year. Uh, that pit West Virginia game. Uh, that was wild and a half. So was uh, Purdue, Penn State. Let's go, Penn State. We are. All Sorry, right. Go ahead. Calm down. Um, it was a couple of good games right off the bat. Hey, and you can find uh, all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, podcasts, including this weekend's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, everything from live betting, esports, more. Um, all kinds of new props and odds for the um, and line bets for you know college football this season. Uh, they just put out a bunch of futures for the NHL not too long ago, so plenty of things to check out. Uh, and you know, if you ever want info on your favorite sports, MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, um, Bet Online has you covered. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Ann, let's continue our breakout train with the Colorado Avalanche. Yes, the Colorado Avalanche. We were talking about this earlier. I think it was off camera, but we were just talking about like Colorado or maybe it was on camera. Look, y'all, I'm not feeling great and didn't get a lot of sleep, but Colorado just has worked magic. You know, they lost some players and you're like, oh, there goes their Stanley Cup. And then you look at their roster and you're like, dang it, they're still them. They'll have (laughs) some of the best players in the NHL on the team. Yes. I mean, pulling rabbits out of hats and they're amazing. But um, for me, when you look at who they have and what they've done and how they've shifted their roster, for me, kind of the Colorado breakout star is going to be Alex Newhook. Mm-hmm. 21 years old now we saw a decent amount of him playing 71 games played he had 13 goals 20 assists for 33 points played 12 postseason games so he got some really good time under his belt in some pretty high competitive situations you know last season he was kind of tossed around and plugged in here and there and everywhere but I think he may have done enough and shown enough and gotten enough experience where he may find himself kind of a permanent middle six guy coming up for Colorado and I think once you plug somebody in with consistent line mates where they feel like they know their spot they know their role it's not changing you know every couple of games I think he's really going to take off so for me I am going with Alex Newhook 21 year old little sprout not little he's not little but young sprout he's kind of little i mean 510 hockey little 
It's like hockey, hockey age. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I like Alex Newhook. He played um, from the St. Louis series on every single game of the playoffs. And it was kind of like, for me, like the Phil Tomasino effect where, you know, you put him into a crowded lineup at first, kind of just to get his feet wet. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, now there, there's some openings with Burakovsky and Kadri gone. So Alex Newhook uh, is somebody that can definitely take that next step. Um, yeah. I'm going to kind of go off the board on this one, Ann, um, because, hey, just like, um, you know, just like um, my Arizona pick, I'm not even sure, like, how often this guy is going to play. I'm going to go Alexander Yorgiev. Oh, really? Remember, he was the guy yeah. they got uh, from the New York Rangers in a trade. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the guy that kicked Darcy Kemper to a curve. Um, you know, we were talking about this the other night when you and I were doing that the Twitter space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is Colorado's goaltending situation like what they had last year going to be sustainable? Or do they need a number one? Now, they have Pavel Frenzos, Um, You know, he played a lot of the playoffs last year. Um, but you know, does he scream number one goaltender? I don't know about that, but Alexander Georgiev, I think does. Like, I think he has yes. the potential to be like the next big reclamation project for Colorado. Um, he showed flashes of really good play in New York and then just kind of weird circumstances always sort of followed him around. Like, of course there was the, um, you know, the, the year where, there was a three goalies on the roster, you know, Henrik Lundqvist and um, Igor Shosturkin. And then, yeah. of course, Igor Shosturkin stole it. And Gorgiev kind of, you know, fell down the food chain a little bit. Um, but I think Alexander Gorgiev is going to wind up by the end of the year, I would say, getting the majority of the starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he played fairly well when he came in in relief last year in the playoffs yeah um, a, a good bounce back from the regular season uh when his numbers really weren't that good he picked it up later in the year i think in colorado when you have uh, a very very good defense playing in front of them a, a team that possesses the puck a lot yeah there there's going to be fewer chances to score in Georgiev. so he's he's my breakout pick i actually really like that pick and i agree with you i think uh i think he's got potential to kind of kick it into a little bit different year to show a little bit more of his game. I, I like that pick. And honestly, if you're Colorado, like you said, you don't necessarily need to have this carry the team on my bag goaltender, but I think he may surprise people there. I really do. I would agree with that. I think that's a great pick. Yeah. All right. Um, how about the Dallas stars? Oh, the Dallas Stars. Let me look. Did I forget the Dallas Stars? Why don't you tell us who you have for the Dallas Stars? <laughs> right. <laughs> look, oh, again. Poor, again. Poor Dallas Stars. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you, Nick. Like, they just don't, they don't have a large spot in my hockey heart. But, yeah. <laughs> That's just where we're at, people. I'm sick, and it's the Dallas Stars. So we're going to lean on Nick for this. Nick, who do you have for the Dallas Stars? <laughs> Um, I'm going to go on defense and I'm going to go Thomas Harley. Uh, now he Ah. was a, I feel like I got sneaks here in a second. Sorry. That's okay. He was a first round pick in, in 2019. Uh, you know, Preds fans know is the Phil Tomasino year. Um, so there is uh, some potential there. Um, he's, he's a guy that hasn't really gotten off the ground a lot just because there hasn't really been any openings in the stars top four. 
Um, and now there is because John Klingberg is yes. off is off to greener pastures. So the stars are going to need um, somebody to, to step up on defense to, to help out Mira Heskinen and Asa Lindell. Um, so I, I think for me, Thomas Harley is the guy that you look and you say, okay, well, you know, maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe he's ready. Um, you know, he played 34 games last year. It was his first like regular sort of stint in the, the NHL. Um, and there were some growing pains there, but he also did a couple of nice things. People got to, you know, forget that defense is really hard to kind of adjust to. In the yeah, NFL. it's yeah, it's a whole um, different beast. It is a whole different beast. And, you know, I like Harley's game. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to predict that he's going to become like this big, like Norris Trophy finalist and or, or score, you know, all these points or anything. But I think he's going to be a really good addition to the Stars um, top four this year. Yeah. No, I like that pick. I agree. And I think with John Klingberg gone doors may open. So we'll see what he, what he does. Uh, coming up, we are going to finish out the central division in which I do have answers for all the other teams, just so we're clear. Uh, but before we do that, I have a message from the National Highway Transportation and Safety Administration. Are you one of those people who thinks that it is okay to drive stoned? Like what is the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? That is not correct. The truth is that your reaction time slows way down when you're high and that matters. You not only put yourself in danger, but you put everyone else around you in danger. It's a total buzzkill. So stop kidding yourself. It is not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different, drive high and get a DUI. All right, and let's uh, go to the Minnesota Wild. Yay, the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, the Minnesota Wild, they're kind of a they're a fun team to look at. For me, um, the player who I think is really going to have an even better year kind of break out is Matt Boldy. Mm. Um, nice little young 21-year-old, not small, 6'2", 201. He is like total prime David Poyle style hockey player. Um, 47 games played last season. He had 15 goals, 24 assists, 49 points. Kind of plays everywhere. Like he does a little penalty kill time. He does a little man advantage time. He had three power play goals, 10 power play points. Really kind of showing himself to be very versatile, kind of plug him in. He was on a line last season with Kevin Fiala. Of course, we know that Kevin Fiala has departed for greener Los Angeles pastures. Um, but Matt Boldy is one of those players who takes a little bit and he makes more out of it. So if there's, you know, a, a tip, he's going to get that. If there is a pass that he could squeak through, he's really good at kind of finding that. If there is just a little angle, he can make that shot, you know, and he's always moving towards the net. Like he's always trying. He's always kind of keeping things going. He's making things happen. Um, had a hat trick against Detroit on Valentine's day this past season. So this is somebody who can really be productive and he is a bargain for them right now. He's under $900,000. So Matt Boldy is going to be someone to watch in Minnesota for sure. Yeah. Mine was between two. Uh, mm -hmm. I was good. I was actually going to say Boldy, uh -huh. but I feel like you, uh, you kind of summed up that one. So I'll just go with the other one I was looking at. Um, I, I think Marco Rossi, 
you know, I think yeah. he, he's kind of ready for that next step this year. Of course, you know, he was the, the ninth overall pick in 2020, um, you know, kind of one of the more exciting prospects the Wild have had um, in a lot, you know, in a lot of years. Um, injuries have kind of hurt him a little bit in his development. He's kind of um, maybe not as as close as some Wild fans would like. Um, but, you know, this is kind of the Cody Glass effect last year. He wound up going to the Iowa Wild last year, played in the NHL full season. And as he started playing more and he kind of started adapting his game to what the Wild wanted him to do, mm-hmm. that's when he took off. And he wound up finishing with 53 points in 63 games um, as a 20-year-old. Um, so I think, you know, you look at the Wild this year and, and there's um, a couple of guys – they lost, um, mainly yes. Fiala, um, you know, and, and, you know, from, from those players. So I think that Marco Rossi is probably going to get at least a little bit more of a chance to kind of show what he can do at the NHL level this year. He may still be in Iowa to start the year, but I think you're probably going to see him called up a little bit more. And I think you're probably going to see him, get some opportunities for the Minnesota wild this year. So yeah, Marco Rossi. Um, I really wanted to say Matt Boldy cause I feel more confident is going to be. Yeah. Matt Boldy, but hey, uh, we can't be boring. Right. So no. Uh, and you can have two breakout stars if you want to Minnesota, we'd rather you didn't, but you could. All right. So jumping in St. Louis, we talked about this team off like pre-recording, but let's just go ahead and, talk about st louis now who do you have for a breakout star uh this is remember this is one of those where it's like i said breakout could mean like um players who've already had good seasons but i think are like in store for something else uh-huh um, so that's why my answer is going to be kind of boring and um i'm gonna go with the guy who just signed a monster contract that's robert yeah. thomas Uh, It's really easy to predict that somebody who scored 77 points in 72 games last year is going to be a breakout candidate. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I think we're, we're not even kind of at the surface of what Robert Thomas can be um, in the NHL. I mean, we saw that where he, you know, kind of came into the league and was one of the blues most impactful players almost right away when they yes. when they made their Stanley Cup run. And, uh, of course, last year, I think, was, like, the first real big, um, you know, sort of sort of year where it's like, oh, Robert Thomas can be a really good player. Um, and I think now that he's had one, you know, full nonstop season under his belt, um, you know, and I think we saw what he can do, um, I think the sky's the limit for him. And I think we're going to see an even better performance out of him next year, um, you know, especially when you look and there's some pretty good people on his line, like Pavel Bushnevich had a breakout year last year mm-hmm. um, that kind of came out of nowhere, but that's, you know, good. And then, you know, Jordan Cairo is, another yes. I think is, is going to help Robert Thomas kind of excel that game. I, I think the blues have something in Robert Thomas. And I, I really do think that he's going to kind of maybe this year, take that next step. And, you know, maybe be a 90, possibly 100 point player for the Blues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100 percent. My answer, Robert Thomas, I feel the same way. And like you said, this is somebody who had a 
fantastic season. Uh, but he signed an eight-year, $65 million contract. And, you know, why not just make more points or collect more points if you're going to get paid that much? And here's the thing with St. Louis. St. Louis, you struggle to find a breakout star on this team because I feel like this roster is so solid. Like, they all performed well last season. I feel like St. Louis is the team that's really good uh, especially in the central division that just people are not really talking about, which is interesting to me because they are scary. St. Louis, mark my words. This is a team down the stretch. That's going to, you're going to want to keep your eye on, but I agree. Robert Thomas going to have a big season. Yeah. It's weird. The blues are when we're talking, whenever we talk about, Oh, who's going to challenge the right. Everybody forgets about the blues. Like I, everybody I, does. I think they got something like, I think they're a very dangerous team. Um, yeah. All right, Ann, let's close this out, shall we? Yes. Last but not least, okay, maybe, maybe least, uh, the Winnipeg <laughs> Jets. Bless. Yeah, the Winnipeg Jets. So I went with somebody who I think is going to earn himself a little bit more playing time. I think, uh, you know, things didn't maybe necessarily go his way last season in his first season, but I think Cole Perfetti is going to have a good season Little, you know, not little, again, young, hockey young, 20-year-old. Uh, he only played 18 games in his first season. He only had two goals, five assists, seven points. So you might think, really? Um, but he got some time in the top six in those 18 games, but he got injured. And it just was not a season where things came together really well for him. I think there's going to be an opportunity on the Winnipeg Jets for him to get more games, more playing time. I think if you put him on um, a line with a couple of solid, steady Jets players, I think this kid is going to kind of make a little bit of a mark here. So for me, it's going to be Cole Perfetti. Yeah, that is a Perfetti. T. <laughs> <laughs> just just roll with me here. Um, here. Yeah. You know, I, I looked at Cole Perfetti. There, it's weird because there's like a lot of, you know, Winnipeg Jets that it's like you could conceivably see like becoming somebody, but then, you know, for, for whatever reason, sort of don't hit the mark. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so it's, it's kind of interesting to see what the Jets do. Um, I'm going to go back and I'm going to look at somebody on that blue line. And this is somebody that kind of had a breakout year last year, but I think is going to keep improving his game. Uh, and that's big. He's not little Logan. He's big Logan Stanley. Six, seven defender. Uh, David Poyle would be just oh. like drooling into his morning coffee uh, if he mm -hmm. had the chance to have Logan Stanley on the team. Um, you know, a lot, again, he's kind of a late bloomer, bloomer in terms of a prospect. Uh, didn't really get consistent playing time until like the COVID shortened year. That was like his kind of first breakout into the NHL. Uh, and then stuck around last year and played really well. Like he was mm -hmm. one of the more underrated defenders kind of in the entire central division last year. Um, at least in terms of like a stay at home defenseman. Uh, look, he's never going to be like an outrageous score or anything like that. Um, you know, if, if Winnipeg can ever find like a true, like number one defenseman, I think they have his partner already picked out. Like Logan Stanley is like the perfect, like top, like top pair, like one B guy, mm -hmm. like the guys that kind of anchor as the number one, like the true number one defenseman, you know, kind of pushes play and everything like that. Um, so I think Logan Stanley is going to keep improving his game. 
this year. I do think maybe there's a little bit more scoring in the tank because he has a really good shot. Um, yeah, and I think if Winnipeg ever finds somebody, then then I think I think they got a pretty good top pairing there. There you go. See, right. Winnipeg, things to look forward to. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, hey, the Nashville Predators are in the Central Division. What the heck? You got to wait for that one. Uh, on Monday, Labor Day, everybody, there's something to do while you're um, bored at home. Um, we are doing a more in-depth, complete look at Nashville Predators breakout candidates, uh, including a couple of different breakout candidates for the Preds, what each one needs to do to improve their season, um, and, you know, a couple of ways it could go all wrong. So that is coming up Monday, uh, a big old Preds-focused show for you on Monday morning as we inch closer to the regular season, Anne. Yay! It's about right. time. Until then, though, where can the people find your work online? Uh, you can find my work at InsideThePreds.com, and you can find me on Twitter at NK underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at OnTheForeCheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. Uh, while you're there, be sure to follow the show on Twitter as well, LO underscore Predators. And if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. That helps us uh, get this out to more people just like yourself. That's going to do it for us today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And have a great long weekend, everybody. We'll see you Monday. Cheers. <laughs>